Rebyug. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Digital Tiny Room. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. The only podcast, Benjamin, in the world whose sound quality has been improved by the ongoing COVID-19 coronavirus crisis. I know, sound right? Sound quality. Sound quality, Ben, I said. Not present- presentation quality. <laughs> You know, we're still pretty poor on that end of things, Michael. Oh, you know? Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything music. <laughs> <laughs> don't be surprising me like that, Ben. If you keep surprising me like that, you'll bloody end up cancelled. Oh, oh, Here's Michael, that's a good segue that, that... that I've done. That's a buttery segue, Michael, into what's been cancelled. I actually don't know what's been cancelled this week. Well, not a lot, really, because everything was already cancelled, I think, was the main uh, problem. I think the it. most interesting thing, Ben, is what hasn't been cancelled. Okay. So what hasn't been cancelled? Well, one thing that hasn't been cancelled, Ben, is the upcoming movie Tenet, or Tenant. Is that the new Christopher Nolan? Y- yeah. Uh, jobby. What's it called? Tenet? I think Ten- you were... Is it Tenet or... I, is it something like that? All right. I, yeah, knowing Christopher Nolan, I'd imagine it's Tenet. You can probably—it's probably a French spelling of some kind with a sign. I hope. T. I hope Ben, it's a reboot of the Tenacious D movie. Oh, that'd be or excellent! In a dramatic Christopher Nolan yeah. over over stylized retelling of it. Very serious, where the devil yeah. is a slightly camp man in a suit and who Jack keeps Black waking is, up. And Jack Black is played by Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Nice. Yes. That'd be good. No, that so yeah, that hasn't been cancelled. Why nobody knows? Yes. Is it even real? Perhaps not. I don't know, Michael. I don't know, Michael. Why yeah, is it still going? Who knows why it's still going, Benjamin? Surely it's straight to streaming, Michael. Surely. Well, a lot of things are pretty much saying they definitely won't be going straight to streaming. I suppose the big two this year, Ben. The big two. The two mm. big ones. The big ones. As you know, Ben, you enjoy two big ones. I do. I'm a fan of two big ones. Not anymore, two... though, Michael. Two big ones is enough for me. Two big ones, Ben. The two big ones this year are A Black Widow and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Yeah. Very good. Thank you. My earballs have suffered there. Um, Sorry. They're the two big ones this year, and they seem to be staunchly anti-going to streaming. Oh, they're just they're just going to... We're, we're, we're going to have our premiere. Um, we're going to wait I... it out. I would argue that the reason that Black Widow is is definitely going to premiere is because Scarlett Johansson has literally put her foot down and said, "I have waited so long for my so own long. movie. I am Ten getting years. my I am getting my damn premiere. Yeah. We are holding off. This it's is a real not shame, going it? straight it's to It's a real shame. And um, it's going to disrupt obviously the whole schedule of of movies for years to come then. Years to come. So many slates just slated. I mean, you know, it's just a disaster, Michael. Uh, uh, speaking of, Benjamin, speaking Disasters. of movies being cancelled. Well, yeah. Look, we're not going to get into a review just yet. Okay. But um, probably the biggest pop culture news was the release of uh, Bloody Bloodshot. Bloody bloody Bloodshot onto streaming, Michael. Onto streaming, Ben. I know. Merely, merely weeks after its cinema release. So, I tell you what I did, Ben. I bloody bought the damn thing. D- did you know? I did. did you know? Legally, above board, fair and square, bought it. I definitely also did that. Oh, good. Excellent. Definitely well, also. I say legally above board, fair and square. Ever so slightly illegally, but only a tiny bit. I have to do a bit of VPN trickery. A vipin. Yeah, because for whatever reason, it didn't seem to actually be released on the same day in Ireland. Uh, that seems to be a new thing that there... One of one of my... Sorry, Michael. In a, in a quick tangential um, kind of 
venture. One of the funniest things that I heard this week on the radio was for, for the Herald, a newspaper here in Ireland. Yes. And it said, by the Herald this week for our, for our critics review of the brand new Star Wars show from Disney, The Mandalorian. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because... they had to, didn't they? They couldn't go to America and stay in a motel and, and I pretend. Was, but... I, I just found it very funny, Michael, that, you know, there are definitely some people that have read this and gone, but oh, Jesus, that's amazing new content. It's like, it's not it's three months old. Three months old. It's, three, four it's months old. Disney, we, we're different for some reason. Um, yeah, so that seems to be a thing in Ireland where we just don't get things at the same time as everybody else. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a throwback to the olden days where, let's say, The Lion King came out here nearly six months after it came out internationally. Oh, vintage nostalgia. Maybe Disney's Look, trying to cash in on the nostalgia craze by limiting our viewing options until six it's months. It's all later. copyright, isn't it? It's all <laughs> Disney and copyright and rules. And it's mad. Uh, the, we need a new copyright system. Have you ever seen the YouTuber Ben Tom Scott? Yes, yes, he's, he does very good content, Michael. He does very good educational content, and he yes. did a video last week on copyright, and it's very interesting, and almost an hour long. I will have to go check that out, Michael, because as you know, I have time now. You have loads of time. Ben, what I was saying is, if people are finding themselves stuck at home and looking for things to watch, that's one of the things they could watch. It is, it is one of the things they could watch. Also, Michael, yes, um, do you know what, Michael, your, what? your segue game is so strong. Every segue, Ben, look, the most important thing is every segue that we do is buttery smooth, but then we ruin it by talking about how smooth Well, I think, Michael, you're being very kind and saying, not saying I ruin it by no, 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 we, pointing we. them out. I quite enjoy that. Um, I was talking to some of our, our listeners, Michael. Who some of our listeners. One, one Dr. Cadwell, Michael. Oh, I've heard of him, yes. And then I had other conversations with other people who have children, Michael, because Dr. Cadwell has children. Right, And yeah. he was saying, if I have to watch one more episode of Peppa Pig... I yeah. may go mad. He um, could watch the film Frozen. He could watch the film Frozen, but I would imagine, Michael, that that also might make you go mad a certain <laughs> amount of time. Um, and it got me thinking, Michael. It got me thinking. Yes, what did it get you thinking about? What if, Michael, there was a perfect kind of crossover between what adults would find interesting and what would be suitable for children? Oh, yes, Benjamin, that's called Pixar. Sure. Well, that is an excellent point, Michael. That is an excellent point. But, Michael, maybe you're looking for a little bit more content, something shorter and sweeter in a continuous format, perhaps a series of some kind, perhaps a series of some kind. Yeah, go on, and sorry, so, there's people outside my house for some reason. Well, that's bizarre. Um, have you told them to social mild. distance? Have you, have you bellowed? <laughs> your your podcast I, is... <laughs> go yeah, on. I, hope, I hope podcasts have become uh, kind of taboo in the current climate. <laughs> I think we're both in here. And we're not we're not far <laughs> apart. And they're like, get we're, them, burn the witches. We're socially distancing. I'm yeah. afraid we couldn't. Why possibly... is their audio quality better after the <laughs> the COVID nineteen crisis? They're up to something. Witchcraft. Um, but anyway, Sorry, a series you were saying a series. Um, it got me thinking, and I took a look at the various streaming platforms available in Ireland um, for people that might have them, and I tried to find things that everyone could enjoy. Disney together. Plus. And Michael, I have Disney Plus now. I have paid for it. Um, mm-hmm. As as a as a thank you for all those trips to that America to watch the that Mandalorian, yeah. um, and what I've come up with, Michael, is quite a few things. If you're on Disney Plus, one of the ones that I cannot recommend enough, and something that we love here at the podcast, is oh, Gravity, Gravity Falls. Falls. Gravity Falls, I was ahead all, of you. All of Gravity Falls is available on um, Disney Plus in just stunning quality, Michael. Um, Might Gravity Falls Ben be a bit advanced for the younger ones? <laughs> It might, but I think it has enough fun acting 
uh, fun voice acting and kind of wacky characters and really colourful design that everyone can enjoy. I think all the really dark stuff goes over the heads of, of most of the, the younger lads because there's a funny man in a pyramid with a top hat and one eye. How hilarious. Um, and he's always falling over. Yes, and Grunkle Stan is just a, a delight um, mm. in most forms. So I think they'll probably manage with that. Michael, Michael, if you're going for something a little bit lighter, um, might I recommend Star vs. the Forces of Evil? Never heard Star of versus the it? forces of evil. Star versus the forces of evil is about a young lady named Star. Oh, she cool. comes yeah, from right another there. dimension. Another and dimension. She's, another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Don't. Exactly, Michael. Exactly, boys, Michael. Ben. I know, bit before Michael. Your time. Bit, bit, bit during my time. Bit before my yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, but I was certainly too young to enjoy them, Michael. Mm. Um, Anyway, moving on from that, um, Star vs. the Forces of Evil is about a young lady named Star. She's the heir to a kingdom, classic Where princess from, narrative. Um, she's from another dimension. Another dimension, new galaxy, intergalactic planetary. Oh, great. Sorry, you, you carry on there. Sterling content. Uh, anyway, <laughs> she is trying to run away from um, her responsibilities as a princess, and she comes to Earth and she meets Marco. Um, and Marco's a young lad from, from Earth. Um, and it's just about Star, who's kind of growing into her power, and she has to take on the forces of evil, as, as the oh. title might suggest. Um, Michael, the first season, is very much kid-friendly, super kid-friendly, um, but with excellent writing wonderful voice acting and just solid animation that'll keep adults uh, real real intrigued as they go along probably won't drive you mad very funny as well Michael very funny very important um, if you haven't seen it Michael from the Pixar end of things one of the ones that I watched just yesterday eve Michael on Disney Plus was yes, Brave one. I forgot how bra- how good Brave is Brave is probably my least favourite Pixar uh, well that makes a lot of sense what with you being an inherent misogynist Um <laughs> <laughs> It's categorically untrue, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I didn't like that he bashed Pixar um, or Brave. Um, look, it's just a very enjoyable little watch, Michael. It probably lacks a little bit of the plotting that other Pixar films are yeah. famous for. I always found I found it a bit basic. I enjoy Pixar, Ben, obviously, but uh, I, I, Brave is probably my least favorite of the Pixar's. No, oh, there you go. There, you, my little, my least favorite of the Pixar's is the Good Dinosaur, Michael. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's bloody brutal. Um, but anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Brave is very good as well. Uh, moving on from there, if you're looking for something for your slightly older 8 to 9 year old, 10 year old end of things. Starting to get a bit angsty. The bloody, Starting the, to grow a moustache. The entire Clone Wars animated saga <laughs> is there. Uh, and Rebels is there as well. So you can work your way through all seven seasons of the Clone Wars if you really want to. Which is really very well written. Yourself, if you really want to drive yourself mad. Yeah, and then when your kid gets a little bit older, you can watch The Mandalorian because Dave Filioni is the producer of Clone Wars and the producer of Bloody Mandalorian. So it's the new little... series, The Mandalorian. Yes, the new series, The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Uh, this is not sponsored by Disney Plus, by the way, but it probably no, should be. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, if you're, uh, you know, hankering from some nostalgia, Michael, the entire X Men animated series is on Disney Plus in full quality. Helen the Policewoman. Helen the Policewoman. Yes. If you're moving on from there, if you're a more traditional streaming service person, you want to go for Netflix. There are a couple of really entertaining ones there. One of the ones that I absolutely love is the Road to El Dorado. From Gargoyles. I didn't mention Gargoyles, Michael, because I thought it was a bit dark. I didn't think it was. No, Gargoyles is Ben. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But you've given us some good recommendations. 
But Gargoyles is one of the greatest TV show cartoon series of all time. I would agree with you, Michael, but I just didn't know if it was entirely appropriate for the for the youngins. For the demographic. For the demographic. Well, the parent demographic that we're currently I'm going a, to reach. I'm going to let you finish, Ben. I, I'm, a, I'm doing Kanye West again. Again. No, <laughs> again, being the key word there. Yes. Um, also, uh, there's The Road to El Dorado from DreamWorks, which was kind of a, uh, a glossed over thing at the time because it was competing with all the the animated Disney movies like Aladdin and was it? Mulan and things like that and I DreamWorks it was from sorry go on go on no go on I thought it was from that era of Lost Treasure Planet Island and see this is know, the that, thing yeah go on so it was kind of coming to an end that entire run of kind of I, I guess you'd call it the silver age of Disney animated films right um, on, Tarzan Tarzan the likes Tarzan probably would have been the last in that line of, of that kind of thing and DreamWorks by the time that kind of craze was, was dying out DreamWorks was like let's get in on it and let's by get then in it was, on it let's then, do the lost city of El Dorado it, it was kind of too late let's do Atlantis um, it was kind of too late Atlantis was actually a Disney one let's do Treasure Planet let's do Treasure Planet also a Disney let's one let's do but, Titan AE you know uh, Titan AE oh man Joss Whedon bad egg um, so anyway um, that's an excellent one it's about two guys that find the lost city of El Dorado in case you couldn't figure that out but um, spoilers Ben Jesus it's absolutely hilarious um, some excellent voice acting from of all people Michael Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh Kevin Costner Kevin Costner and and Kenneth Jones, my next door neighbor. Um, yeah, no, it's from. <laughs> doesn't matter. Move on. Um, if you're looking for something a little bit darker on that end, Rango is on um, is on Netflix. Rango ever said to you, Do you know? Do you know what I've always said, Michael? When I watch a, a kids movie, do you know what? There's just not enough existential nihilism in this film. Yeah, to keep you have me said interested. that. Yeah, you have said that. Um, I quite often say that about films, Michael. But Michael, also, you've said, Mick, will you come see this film with me so I don't look like a complete pedo? Yeah, I've quite often said that. In, <laughs> in fact, in fact, that is ninety percent of our conversations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that was a weird thing to mention in a kids segment, Michael. That was, that <laughs> well, was, uh, this section isn't for kids to listen to, is it? Is this no, it's for, for parents to listen to so that they can watch something interesting with their kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and keep um, them away from cinema pedos. If you're into, yeah, just don't take your kids to the cinema anymore. Do a streaming service instead. Um, that could be how cinemas are done from now on, Michael. Yeah, you might just, you might only get to go to streaming services from now on. Yeah. Um, so, what I meant to say was, if you've ever thought to yourself, Sergio Leone needs to have bloody animals in it and a bit of existential crisis, Rango's the one for you. Uh, all-star voice cast, Gore Verbinski, the guy who did the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, movie, or the first one, uh, is the, the director one. on it. Beautiful animation. Yes, the good one, Michael. Uh, beautiful animation. Great voice acting. Mr. Johnny Depp, obviously, um, is the lead character in that. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, wasn't um, wasn't very popular when it came out, was it? No, it wasn't. But like many animated things, Michael, it's kind of had its second wind. It's getting its second wind. Mm. Um, they're kind of they're, these things are kind of found again by people, I guess, who don't realize how much nostalgia affects them. And they kind of rewatch them and go, oh, this was out when I was a kid. And it's, oh, it's much better than I thought it was. Yes. You know what really experienced that? Go on. The Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Yes. When that yes, came out, did. people did not like it. No, it was but not a success. A generation but of young people watch it then afterwards and go, I watched this when I was young and it's now excellent. It's now so much better. I think that was the, the basis of hipster culture for a very long time, wasn't it? It's, is it, is it ironic? Uh, to Jim Carrey films. 
I think it was the evolution of ironic detachment. Like originally you watched them because they were bad. Now you watch them because they fill you with warm fuzzies. Huh. I, I guess. I don't know. We should do an episode on that, Michael. Do an episode, Ben. Quick. Second second wind. Uh, second winds. Oh, that could be good, actually. Actually a good idea for an episode. That's then. not a bad idea. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, now you're peeking behind the curtain. Just <laughs> how this show gets made. Um, anyway, um, moving on from there very, very quickly, because this segment is outstaying its welcome. There's the entire <laughs> uh, Studio Ghibli um, catalogue on Netflix at the minute. Now, Spirited away. Ladies and gentlemen, choose carefully. Yeah, on that end of things. Some of them are spooky as heck, but some of them are very, very good. Hell's Moving Castle is an enjoyable kind of animated romp for all the family Hell's to Moving enjoy. Hell's Moving Castle. Uh, yes, exactly. Because um, castles don't normally move. No, I see, I get it. Um, uh, so that entire catalogue is there. It's very interesting. And the only thing I could find on Prime, Michael, that was really any good and wasn't just a strange uh, international series that was adapted with bad dubbing uh, was... Uh, Star Trek Picard is not for kids, Michael. No, yeah, there's too much not swearing. Not for kids. Yeah, there's a lot of swearing. And a lot of Patrick Stewart being very grumpy. And very it's old. Just, no, very old. Um, the one that I found on Amazon Prime was Nico and uh, the Sword of Light. Nico and the Sword of Light, which is a, an enjoyable little kind of, what if Conan the Barbarian was a kid? Conan the um, Kidbarian. Conan the Kidbarian, pretty Kidman much. Conan yeah, the Barbarian. Nailed it. Kid, kid nailed it. Who are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at my family, Michael, because <laughs> they're at the other end because they're also self-isolating, Michael, because we're hilarious. responsible Irish citizens. And you're all, you're all in, the same ha- in the same room. Well, it's a very long kitchen. My, my uh, kid, okay. I, I record at the end of my kitchen, Michael, because I okay. like the view. Tell them I said I hello. Like the view. Uh, hello, Michael says hello. There you go, there's a little <laughs> background <laughs> notes. <laughs> um, so there you go, Michael. That's that's for the listeners as well. That, that's my parents, Brenda and Jerry. So now you know. Um, moving on swiftly, Michael. We did watch a movie that's definitely not for children. No, it's not for anyone. It's not for... <laughs> that's painfully true. Um, I bet you regretted paying for that. Bloodshot, no, Michael. Actually, hold on. Good, good point. I didn't regret paying for it, Ben, because I made the decision to pay for this damn thing for, for one reason and one reason alone. Go on. Well, two reasons. One, I'm a very good law-abiding citizen. You are. But secondly, Benjamin, the only way we're going to get people to release good movies on streaming instead of waiting for cinemas is if we pay for some of the bad ones. Is to show that it's a viable business model. Exactly. So if, because... if Bloodshot can kind of make its money back on this, then we might bloody get Wonder Woman after all. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, now it's unlikely, Ben, and I don't think my meagre contribution of sixteen euro and ninety-nine euro cents is going to make a big difference in the in the grand scheme of it. That's an expensive movie ticket, Michael. Well, it isn't, oh Ben, is it? That's about how much a movie ticket in Ireland costs. If you buy the the deluxe three D version, that hurts your eyes a little bit, yeah. Yeah, the one you always make me buy. Like, no, I want no. the recliner, Mick. I want the reclining seats. <laughs> yes, because for some reason I turn into a cranky Arizona state. 98-year-old. I, I want a recliner. I, I want, want to watch recliner. my movie with a recliner. Put, in a, put, in, put me in one of them recliners, Mickey. God damn it. Or else I'm not watching this movie. Um, but yeah, oh. look, uh, what, what they're saying is the sixteen ninety nine is good price, or bad price for an individual, Ben, but a good price for a family. Oh, great so price for the family. You know what I mean? If you've got five or six people there, you're saving. Yeah, but it's a, it's it, you're not allowed to have five or six people in it, to minute, Michael. How many people because are in your house, Ben? Do you have five or six people in your house? They're, they're family, Michael. That's different. Well, that's what I you, mean. Do you, you have five or six people in your home, Michael? No, I have two. Because you shouldn't. <laughs> Cats are people, to certain people. Cats I are have people. four. 
Now, okay. No, Benjamin, what I'm saying is, my voice is going to be husky now. I can move. Very what sexy. I'm saying is, Benjamin, that uh, if you... Oh, my, uh, Michael. If you have Turn a that family, off. <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Michael's I very, sexy voice nearly killed him. I um, very briefly nearly had coronavirus there. Benjamin, <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is, if you have a whole family sitting there watching, let's say they're watching a movie rather than just watching you doing a podcast... <laughs> then which they are sixteen ninety nine is a is a pretty good deal. It's not bad. It's not a bad deal. It's not bad for a whole fam. And if you've got a real basic bitch of a TV, you can stick it up on the big screen and and watch it. Oh, I don't know, basic bitch TVs, Michael. Is that is that something that we really want to be recommending to people? Who no. would buy a basic bitch TV? Me, huh? Ben. I bought a TV <laughs> for the first time in my adult life. I bought a TV. <laughs> I am now a TV owner. Yes, I'm you are. Very ashamed. And I will anyway, never Benjamin. let you live it down. Very quickly, Benjamin, who is Bloodshot? Uh, Bloodshot is a character from Valiant Comics. Um, the concept in the comics is that he's uh, a hardened mercenary who died on the gone. battlefield and was brought back. Um, and it uses the best 90s trope ever, nanites. 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 <laughs> nanites was a big thing once upon a time. Uh, one day there's going to be nanites in your blood and they're going to fix everything um, and that's the premise of this Michael except Michael Go on. except Michael There's it uses twist. every great 90s blockbuster line for mercenaries which is the second best thing they used me they used me they took my humanity and they used me um, so that's kind of what you're dealing with here the great twist of the film Ben is that it has a memento like twist yeah every time he's brought back he has a new baddie implanted in his brain and he goes and kills them on a revenge mission. And he's done it many times. Interesting fact, Michael. Interesting fact. When when Guy Pearce signed on to this film, he thought it was Memento 2. Um, and that's not and a th- fact, Ben, you liar. And that's how he found himself in this terrible film. Um, <laughs> Benjamin, it is not very good, is it? <laughs> uh, look, Michael... I'm going to be honest. I have a couple of notes here, Michael, and I'm just going to run some questions by you. I'm going to do you it in the form the questions of questions. All right, okay. Uh, are we doing full spoilers? I'm going to answer all of your questions with a question. Okay, excellent. This is podcasting okay. gold. Yes. Um, <clears throat> number one. Yes. Number one. Are we, ben, are we doing full spoilers? Uh, no, we don't have to. We don't okay. have to because I guess if people want to stream this themselves afterwards, we probably shouldn't. Well, here's the bloody well thing, Ben. One of the problems on. with this bloody film is it, the trailer spoils itself. It, it does. It gives everything away. The film contains one twist, and the twist is that he is revived every time and the memory is implanted. Sent back into the field. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. That's the twist. That's the twist of the film. Yeah, that's it. Hmm. Um, it's actually a surprisingly um, small-scale f- story. I thought it'd be much bigger. I thought he'd be saving the world. Yeah, no, it's it's just it's just revenge. It's all revenge, and that that brings me to question number one. My oh, question number one, yes, is it the new Fast and Furious film? <laughs> um, that's a very good point, isn't it? Did I get you? Did I get well, you? No, I mean I was going to go there myself. Anyway, Bloodshot in this is about as strong, about as indestructible, and about as driven as Dominic Toretto. Yes, in fact, some might say this is Vin Diesel the movie. Yeah, he's not playing Bloodshot at all. No, he's playing not Vin at Diesel. All. He's just playing Vin Diesel. And yeah. I know we've we've kind of criticised comic book movies before when essentially the main character is imagine if this person was this character. So imagine yes. if Ben Affleck was Batman, and he's yes. Batman, but he's still just Ben Affleck. But yeah. this is really 
exceptionally just Vin Diesel doing Vin Diesel. With it's the ridiculous, name. Michael. It's just it's Vin ridiculous. Diesel. It's Vin Diesel, Vin Dieseling about the place, calling himself Bloodshot for some reason. But he's a like he's almost exactly as strong and as indestructible as Dominic Toretto. It's bizarre. Yes, if if not slightly less, um, <laughs> possibly slightly less, because injuries do seem to make him bleed. Unlike bloodshot can be slowed down at yeah. the very least. Um, which leads me to my second question: Is Vin Diesel the most self-aware man ever? Now, spoiler: No. No, but he isn't. It, I don't think he is. The, the, the question is: It seems like he's read articles about how ridiculous he is as a person, or watched YouTube videos, and just played into it. Michael, this movie's ridiculous. It's His very superpower ridiculous. is that he's... Vin Diesel. Is that he's driven by revenge. He's Vin Diesel, yeah. It, it, like, it's insane. And everybody makes fun of him for it in the movie. Yeah, he's like, really? And he still does it. He's like, yeah. everyone's like... Like, I think Dalton actually may have filmed that scene in a different country and just slotted it into the final thing. The character who plays Dalton, one of the the henchman of the week in the film he, he's got he, it's, it's basically Oscar Pistorius yeah, got, if you worked for a shadowy government agency yeah it's basically Oscar Pistorius if he was a bit murdery oh no wait hold on oh wait hold on a second <laughs> oh, oh, oh god, god. Oh, what have we done? I don't know why Oscar Pistorius is such a reoccurring gag <laughs> on our <laughs> podcast I have no idea why um, but anyway <laughs> um, he sits in a room during one scene and Vin Diesel has gone through the motions again and, and he's been rebooted to take out another target and he goes and all the character of Dalton does is sit there and go oh my god this fucking guy yeah. he never stops and as it turns out oh my god like at the start you're thinking this Dalton guy's a real dick but then the more you go into the movie the more you start sympathising with him <laughs> you know what some pretty strong yeah, points I think he's kind of right the, the real making some strong points the, the only kind of performance with a bit of fun in it in the whole thing is uh, Wiggles Oh yeah, <laughs> played by American actor. Yeah, I, I love when they get um, American actors do a cockney. It's great. It's it's so bizarre. He was played by. He's just what's that guy's name? Lamorne? I think his name is Lamorne. He's Le, yeah, Lamorne something. Was, um, I had it up here. He earlier. was from. He was from. He's Winston from New Girl. He's Winston from New Girls. He has a fetish for playing characters with a W in their name. Yeah, but um, he was the only bit of crack in the film. I I felt. Yeah, the only bit of banter. He was the only one having Everything any fun. Else, was incredibly serious. Um, it also seemed to be a bit of a resurgence for a lot of English actors. Uh, like, Tallulah Riley was in it. She she was in Westworld. Tallulah Riley is weird, though. To, you know... She is. She's been married and divorced to Elon Musk three or four times. Really? Yeah. She... she's. I, I'd, I'd love to get inside her brain, because she has a very interesting life story. Does she? Yes. She's, we do an episode on it? <laughs> she was in St. Trinian's and then... What makes Tallulah tick? She was basically, yeah, she was in St. Trinian's and then she went on to, instead of like developing as a main actress, she just plays people's wives and girlfriends in short roles. Yeah, one of my favourite things, Michael, is that she was a nurse in Thor The Dark World. Yeah, it's weird. She just has these it's tiny weird. roles. It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I think her real name, I think her, either her real name or her, I think her name was Tallulah Bell at one stage. I think that's her full name. Oh, man. Yeah, she's weird. She's a weird person. Well, she's probably but a very nice But speaking of person. that, Michael. Go on. Speaking of people that do bit roles, Toby Kebbell is in this. Yes, he is. From yeah, yeah. Rock and Roller. Yeah. Like, the, the bizarre. 
I, I just bizarre. I think you can only assume that guy Rich Richie Guy Pierce got him involved. Don't know why. He must yeah, have. They've they've been in things together yeah, before, haven't yeah. they? Um, and then you have Isa Gonzalez essentially playing Megan Fox. Yeah. Just uh, what's that about? Wear a lot of lip liner, not lip liner, lip gloss. Wear a lot of lip gloss and just stare at the screen, part lipped most of the thing. It's you, you know that Michelle Rodriguez was sitting at home going, "What? What the hell? Yeah, the yeah. Hell? Who's this? Who's this Latina badass? Michelle Rodri- I'm the Latina. Michelle badass. Rodriguez isn't the right look that this director was going for. This was a Megan Fox character, basically. What, what was the look this director was going the, for? The Megan Fox look. The Megan Fox yeah. look. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Um, my my last question. One about this particular film, Michael, is that was not London, was it? No, it definitely wasn't London. <laughs> I was watching this going, that's Los Angeles. Why that is, was my favourite part. Why is Los Angeles pretending, why are they pretending this is in London? This is not, nothing like London. So strange. It was bizarre, wasn't <laughs> it? Was it? so strange. It's like, oh, we're in London. The big wide streets, yeah. the bungalows in orange and blue. Yeah. I was like, that's never been in London. Yeah, the person who made this film has never been in London. Never. What are they talking about? What? They've never even seen a picture of London. I couldn't understand why everyone was British. Yeah, uh, even things. I like couldn't the, understand it. Even things like the police uniforms and stuff were slightly wrong as well. And oh, that was a real middle finger to the London PD, wasn't oh, it? It was very strange. The, the part where some lad just reaches into their car and pulls out their gun. I was like, oh, they're gone. Oh, the Met won't be happy yeah. about that. Very strange. <laughs> yeah. Cause, because I think they pull out like a massive assault rifle, don't they? I don't remember that. He just that. puts his hand in the front window and pulls out an assault rifle. It's like, they don't carry that casually in the car. I don't, I don't remember that part, to be honest with you. I did oh, like, man. Um, I liked some of the concepts, though. I liked the concept of the guy whose only real superpower was being linked to cameras. Yeah, Mr. Tibbs. Yeah, Mr. Tibbs. And Tibbs seemed like he might have had a bit more morality to him. But uh, he wasn't that- really developed. That's the other really interesting thing. Like, some of these characters have, like, motivations and stuff like that, but they don't go anywhere yeah, no, it's, it's... In, in what they do. Like, like it's very clear that Dalton hates Bloodshot. Yeah, but why wouldn't but you? But there's no... But there's no explanation as to dickhead. why. No, he's a real dickhead. <laughs> I think that actor was supposed to be, like, a, a handler, and he was just like, I fucking hate Vin Diesel. <laughs> 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 just I'm fucking it I can't seven. take this anymore I'm just gonna I've got some rewrites that's not that's not actually acting that man built an exoskeleton to take out Vin Diesel yeah, and he just got to film the end of it um, such a bizarre film yeah so Bloodshot in name only I think is the biggest kind of criticism you could have about it and Ben no great Bloodshot fans are we anyway no, you can hear about that on our, our other podcast, Collecting Issues, where we did an entire one on the reboot. Yeah, but no, although no great Bloodshot fans are we, I think it is, like, I can see the frustration were I a Bloodshot fan of this being Bloodshot in name only. Oh, yeah, no, this this is not the comic they were promised. No, really isn't. <laughs> um, he looks nothing like Bloodshot. Bloodshot. No. Um, for those that don't know, Bloodshot has a very distinct visual appearance. I wouldn't say it's a good visual appearance, but it is distinct. He's white. He's he has a crew cut. He's he, he's a red spot. In not his <laughs> not white as in Caucasian, as no, in he's, he's chalk white. white. Yeah, he's the color white. Um, like, when, like like vaguely referenced when he's fighting in the flower. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre film. Let's bloody move on. And then, then. they do. That's enough. We've given it enough. Yeah. Time. Anyway, I wouldn't recommend spending sixteen ninety nine on this film. I would because I want. 
Wonder Woman 1984 and Black Widow to come out on streaming. And I think the only way to get it is to pay for the crap sometimes. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Speaking, Michael, yes. of bad storytelling, we move on to a parody of bad storytelling in itself. Oh, I see what you've done, you mad uh, egg. See what yeah. I did. Yeah, a buttery smooth segue just for you. Right, Benjamin, let's bloody talk about what we're talking about. Benjamin, why don't you yes. tell us who even is One Punch Man? Oh, you son of a gun. Um, okay, so One Punch Man. Yeah, One Punch Man. The hero, Saitama. My, my dog is joining the podcast. Oh, very good. Hello, Bowie. Having a, having a chew of my hand. I'll just show her to you here on the on the camera. Oh, podcasting hello, Bowie. While I explain Saitama. Uh, Saitama is uh, an average Joe. Yeah. I think in, in every sense of the of the word um, and One Punch Man is a manga it started as a manga in Japan no it didn't uh, no it didn't no, it started as a webcomic yes it did it started as a okay webcomic that then never really became a full uh, manga no it didn't but uh, did, wait what <laughs> oh god damn it why don't you explain what this okay, is because so, I clearly don't have enough alright I'll, I'll, I think I'll take over this one then uh, One Punch Man Ben started as a webcomic a parody webcomic about overpowered superheroes Oh, very good. Mm. And it very quickly gained a, a very big, large ton of popularity and was adapted into a manga, which is what oh, good for which it. Is what then the Japanese call a comic. It's largely a the comic. same as the comic that we're familiar with, but you read it the opposite way. Oh, what? Such madness. And it's written largely in Japanese. Oh. Although they're often translated, Ben. Oh. Yes. Then, Ben, that manga was so popular that it then got a bloody animated series. Or as, the, or as the Japanese say, Ben, an anime. Oh, look. And look at you with the lingo. Oh, I'm down with the lingo, Ben. This, Ben, is the first anime I think we've really talked about on the, on the, on the podcast. Oh, we, we've taken a look at the, the concept before, Michael, and kind of touched upon them here and there. Mm. But this will be one that we actually really kind of delve into. Yeah. A bit. So, Ben, it's um, one of those... it's quite interesting. It's one of those classics where season one came out in 2015, 2016, and then there was a big, huge gap... Much to the chagrin of many, many fans. Yes. So, Benjamin, we decided, since we're both going wild from isolation, that we'd have a bloody yes. look at, at One Punch Man. Yes, One Punch Man. And, and I think, Michael, it, it's such an interesting thing. Go on. It, it's such an interesting on, series. I, I think before we go into this, you have to understand what anime quite often is as a, a genre. It, it, some of the criticisms that could be leveled against it... Yes. Um is that it focuses a little too heavily on gender stereotypes yes. and a little too heavily on on expected roles of the hero. Yes, and fan service. I think, and fan service being one of its its greatest crimes. Uh, to be a, a male hero in, in anime is to is to begin from from humble beginnings. Yes. Usually you might be a weedier character, an, a nerdier yes, character, a or a, a naive yes. character. Um, you will experience some kind of great challenge, perhaps from a bully. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> and then, Michael, you will you will receive a, a, a whooping of sorts yes. from from said gentleman. Yes. And all of a sudden, Michael, yeah. you will look up slightly. Mm-hmm. Your eye might turn red or purple, yeah, or twitch a bit. And it will slowly be revealed that you've had hidden powers all along. Very good. Um, and that seems to be one of the central conceits of, of of many popular animes. Michael is hero gets the the stuffing knocked out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes a quick breather and suddenly reveals that his real superpower was his incalculable rage all along. Yes. Um, 
and then they have to kind of go all out is the is the common phrase used to defeat the villain um and and the problem with that kind of arc Michael, where we constantly move the goalpost is that creating villains that can kind of um, get, present your hero with a challenge means you have to create increasingly more ridiculous power levels. Exactly. The, dra- go along. the Dragon Ball Z problem. Yeah. And 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 that, Michael, is, is kind of how a lot of anime is run. And it, I, I'd imagine it's quite jading Well, for many people. Basically, Ben, in the Dragon Ball Z universe. Benjamin, I have watched exactly three animes. In your life. Three anime series. I do apologize. In your life. In my life. I've watched exactly three anime series. The three anime yes. series in order, are some of Dragon Ball Z. Z? Yeah. That's definitely how it's said. Yeah, I'm not saying Z. I'm not American. Uh, Some of Dragon Ball Z. Some of uh, quite a lot of Pokemon. Oh, no, it's four. Yes. It's four. Uh, Some of Dragon Ball Z. Quite a lot of Pokemon. Almost all of Digimon, for some reason. Digimon, digital monsters. Digimon are the champions. Change into digital champions to... Save the digital world. Digimon. Nice. Yeah. And also, Ben, Digimon is better than Pokemon. Fight me. Um, I, I have no interest All in right fighting then. you. I'm not invested okay. in either. So then, um, uh, and now, One Punch Man. They're, they're my animes. They're the animes I've seen. That's the anime crew mm. from Michael and Michael and Benjamin's yeah. podcast. But, 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 Michael, why do you think I gave that long explanation of traditional tropes of uh, anime? Because, Benjamin, that's what bloody one punch man is a bit of a stereo a bit of a mockery of yes it's a satire it's Michael. a satire it's a satire it's designed specifically to mimic a traditional form and then use that mimicry to underline the inherent flaws within it because benjamin um, in this yes uh, every time uh, saitama the one punch man himself every time yes. he comes up against uh, a touted baddie we see the baddie uh, through a progress either like either through a progression of fights with lower level heroes or just through a sequence where the baddie explains that he's going to power up. Powering up seems to be a huge thing in anime. Oh, it's so important. Final forms and what? Final forms, ultimate forms, my rage mode. And then they do that and they, they power up and they become this big, huge, spectacular, even more powerful monster. And then he just punches them and they explode. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a really interesting kind of concept because I, I think one of the the really important things about One Punch Man is he's not actually that focused on within the anime. It's his supporting cast that are used to kind of poke fun at, at anime quite a bit. Um, melodrama seems to be a, a bog standard aspect of uh, anime in general and kind of huge arcs and big self-sacrifice and increasing power levels. And, you know, it, it just that seems to be the, the bread and butter of the whole thing. Um, which makes it really interesting. And I think what's done in One Punch Man is that it kind of just shows how ridiculous all of that actually is and how unsustainable it is as a as a, a formula for shows. Yeah, but I, I, I have to say, Ben, I thought it was brilliant. I have kind of avoided watching it for years. I don't know why. I, I suppose I don't really see myself as an anime fan, but I've never really watched it. And I watched the first season from start to finish and I thoroughly enjoyed every single it- moment of it. It's very good, it's Michael. So it's good. very you. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. I have to say, I love Saitama's attitude. I love his whole being of okay. I guess I'll sort this out then. I suppose he's just yeah, he's fantastic. 
He's my new favorite character. Um, it's 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 very Michael, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who don't know, um, Michael Michael is 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 rather a lethal individual. Oh, thank you, Benjamin. Um, a, a lethal protector, if you will. Uh, well, um, I mean, I've never one punched a monster. No, I just enjoy winding you up on stuff like this because I know it makes you squirm a little bit. Especially when you're far away um, and I can't get you. But, but Michael doesn't have a lot of time for the for the faff around the martial arts. <laughs> I don't, I um, don't believe we've, it. We've, we've talked before about um, how there's sometimes a, a cult-like following for certain martial arts. Uh, senseis, is that what I have to call them? call them senseis, I don't know. yeah, if you want it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. But I think one of the interesting things about this is that Sidemar exists to kind of underline all of the pomp and ceremony around being a hero. He just, he doesn't have time for grandstanding. He doesn't have time for speeches. He doesn't have time for the villain explaining why they're going to win. He doesn't, you know, and he just kind of gets to it. I know, it's great. With one punch. But, okay, let's get this over with. It's raining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he, it's and they explode. Like his, his main <laughs> concerns are shopping and missing sale day at the supermarket because he can't afford that because being a superhero doesn't actually pay as well as his old job in a, in an office. But he's not madly um, noble either. Like, he is in it for the fame. No. That's what I kind of like about it. He does want to be famous. He does want to be appreciated. And he has yeah, to make some difficult he... decisions along the way. Yeah, and it's it's really challenging for him. One of my favorite episodes, I think, is um, the one with the the Moomin Rider, the the cyclist superhero, who goes up against Mer King, or I don't know what he's deep called, sea king? The, the Deep Sea King. Yeah. That's it, the Deep Sea King. And I think the Moomin Rider is supposed to be exactly who every anime character is at the beginning of their arc where they they have the big speech was like i won't back down yeah. <laughs> i won't give up because i will give it <laughs> and then there's a little kid and he's like i believe i in believe you. in you Moomin rider and then Moomin rider gets the shit kicked out of him it's absolutely he hilarious just gets the shit the best part is Saitama steps in and he's like, hey, good fight, buddy. Yeah, you do. Good I'll job. Go, I'll go. I'll punch <laughs> you. He just takes care of him in seconds. And I think it's such a slap in the face of what we've come to expect from the the formula of of um, anime. It's it's yeah. just such a slap in the face of the whole thing. There are, um, there are a couple of uh, what we would in the modern world describe as problematic things. One of the on. one of the biggest problematic things is Japan's kind of not oh, Japan isn't a fair thing to say, but at least the writers of this anime and maybe they're mocking the trope. But I mean, I've been seeing this trope since the bloody eighties, Ben. Effeminate, effeminate men are villains. Yes, and it's big gay rapists, not just villains, big gay rapists. Yeah, there's, there's a there's a parody Sailor Moon character in there who's a man. And is he a parody Sailor Moon character? I've seen that kind of character his... throughout Japanese, mostly video games. To be honest, the big no, li- they're everywhere. The big lips, the prancing around, the yeah, the love of boys, the love of beautiful boys, the employ- implied rape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hmm. that is problematic. It is, it? and even like the fight between the Sea King, who was this big lipped. Kind of yeah. homosexual, naked Drag muscle man, queen, king, yeah, kind of thing versus yeah. uh, puri puri prisoner, who was also a big homosexual rapist, played for laughs. It's it's a very weird cultural thing, 
And you can see that type of character coming a mile off in Japanese stuff. As soon as someone has big lips, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's it's a bit messy. I didn't consider it from that angle, but mm. you're you're absolutely correct. Yeah, that, that episode made me squirm a little bit. It was like, oh, this is a bit 80s. And maybe it is a parody, Ben. Like, you know, who am I to judge comedy on uh, on my misunderstanding of it? Maybe it's intended as a parody. And maybe I could be, yeah. picked it up wrong. Or maybe the bloody dub picked it up wrong. Yeah, I mean, dubs are tricky yeah. in, in general. Although I like it, the like voice acting are... this in general. Very, I really, really enjoy Saitama and Genos. I love Genos. Yes, they're quite funny. Honesty. Poor Genos. Yeah, Genos. Oh, I think Genos. Oh, it's, oh, it's brilliant. The whole thing is brilliant. The mosquito episode is just fantastic. Yeah, she's very sexy. Uh, yeah, but again, it's a, it's a. I think one of the things we have to pay attention to there is she's very much a parody of that. Like, yeah. there's such a a push in in anime culture to make ridiculously sexy female characters. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's out of the things that really shouldn't be made sexy. Like, what you're like looking mosquitoes. at on screen is a sexy mosquito. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> that's just delicioso. Not okay. That's just not normal. Um, and I think that's what they're trying to highlight there is there's no reason for that character to be super, super mm, sexy. Mm, 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 mm. And she just gets more and more exploitative as her final forms develop. I know, it's excellent, like, isn't it's it? Just num, 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 delicious. Benjamin. What yeah, do you go think on. of the pilot? I thought the pilot, the first episode, was very, very different from the rest of the series. Uh, remind me of the pilot. The pilot is three vignettes of him fighting three different monsters. There's no supporting cast whatsoever. There's no, no it's hero just him trying to find meaning. The si- yeah, well, yeah, but the whole city is really smashed to bits. Oh, I'm sorry, you've dropped out there, Michael. Hello, I'm still here. I'll just keep talking. No, just hold on, just keep going. Are you there? Yep, you still just there? keep going. You still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Oh, can you hear me? I'm still there. Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. I didn't cut anything out, so we can just keep going. So I'll just start that again. The pilot episode is three vignettes of the city being almost completely destroyed. Remember the giant, (laughs) the absolute giant guy. There's really a lot of gross body horror in it. Classic. No real character development per se. Just huge gross monsters and then this guy who comes along and beats them easily. Uh, there's no Genos. Genos is in episode two. There's no hero association. There's no uh, hint that it may contain a larger plot. Yeah, no, nothing like that. It's a very, it's it's quite different from the rest of the the series, the pilot. It very much reminded me, Ben, of the work of Bill Plimpton. Are you familiar with Bill Plimpton? Bill Clinton? Bill Pl- no, not Bill Clinton. He'd like a sexy mosquito lady. He would. He would. He'd probably make her do terrible things. He'd like any sort of sexy um, lady, though, to be fair to him. Yeah, in fairness to him. Um, what was I saying? Or alleged war criminals. Bill, Bill Plimpton. Bill Plimpton, yeah. Bill Plimpton was an American animator. I think he's American, actually. I, don't, I didn't check that. But he made some he made some animated movies and shorts in the 80s and 90s. He's still, he's still active. But the one that really reminded me of Ben was a, a, a feature film called I Married a Strange Person. Huh. Um, I... Just caught that movie. I think it was in the bloody late nineties, probably on probably on. Ben Channel Four, because ah, it was classic. the late nineties on television, and it had that kind of weird. As I said, I haven't watched that much anime, but Bill Plimpton did a lot of characters really visually changing depending on what situation they're in. 
Oh. Like, so, you know, someone is pretty simplistically rendered and then something major happens and there's a close-up of their angry face done in excruciating detail. Oh, okay. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. And, you know, sometimes when... Things, a, Ren and, a Ren and Stimpy visual Somewhat style. Ren and Stimpy-esque. And, you know, when things are getting hectic, the line work starts getting very loose and it starts to look like a sketch. Yeah. And the colour... Bill Plimpton did a lot of that kind of thing. And to be honest, Ben, I've only watched a couple of clips of I Married a Strange Person, but it re- One Punch Man really reminded me of it, especially those early episodes before it became more plot-driven and more uh, more kind of standard anime. One of the... Well, the creator of the entire thing, the, the webcomic creator, is conveniently called One. That's his name. Oh, very good. Um, and he has frequently uh, cited that he takes a huge amount of pop culture inspiration for just about everything that he does. Um, He has gone in so far as to say that there's very little original going around in his head, Um, which I think is a very honest statement, Michael. Um, But yeah, so I I don't see why it wouldn't necessarily be um, something that was probably borrowed from Bill Plimpton. I'm gonna have to you have a look at him. I tell you, you'll probably enjoy it, Ben. It's weird, weird stuff. I married a strange person. a Ben kind of thing. Yeah, you um, have a look at that. Michael, one of the things that I wanted to draw your attention to, and I'm not, I'm not certain it has anything to do with what we've been talking about necessarily, but it does have a lot to do with with One Punch Man. One. Um, and punch. anime in general. Um, is is this idea of hyper-masculinity within, um, within anime culture and, and things like that. It's, funnily enough, it comes from a, a wrestler, Michael. Many, many people cite a very certain Japanese wrestler. Um, as as their inspiration, Michael, and and as long time listeners of the podcast will know, one great wrestling fan are you, mm. um, and also uh, Glop, OG Glop, um, Rachel, she is also a great wrestling fan, and I found out about Ricky Doza, go on, um, who you may know all about, but I I certainly didn't no, I found fascinating. R- Ricky Doza re- rose to fame in Japan um, post World War Two. Doza rose um, to fame. Uh, yeah, Doza Rosa to Fama. Um, in after World War Two, and he rose to fame specifically in matches where he would go up against American wrestlers, right, and win. Good. Now the the American wrestlers were heels. Yes. In 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 wrestling, in wrestling yes. lingo, um, which meant that they were kind of exaggerated stereotypes of what an American would be, and they were villains based on Americanisms. Yes. But. Apparently, Ricky Doza played a huge role in kind of rebuilding uh, Japanese morale post World War Two, good, good when lad. they had gone through the the tragedy of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So Ricky Doza kind of rose to fame. Ricky as Doza this, rose to fame. Rose to fame as this kind of guy, and he would often lose the first two bouts with these um, with these American heels. Yes, and. His famous kind of pause was where he looked to be utterly defeated and he kind of unleashed his fury to defeat the Americans. So that scene that you see in every anime where the character pauses and goes, oh, you, I haven't even begun to try. (laughs) Then they kind of unleash their fury is, is directly inspired by... By fifties wrestler Ricky Doza. Is that true, Japan. Ben? I would. I think that's very interesting. If tr- if true, isn't it? Isn't it fascinating? That's one of the most interesting the re- things you ever told us on the podcast. I know, and I found out all about this because one mentioned him uh, in an interview when he was talking about um, kind of inspirations for One Punch Man. 
And it turns out that a lot of different characters kind of have a Ricky Doza parallel in them from anime. Um, But that hyper-masculine, buff, kind of chunky uh, muscle character that you see in most animes is probably a direct reference to Ricky Doza in a lot of cases. Hidden strength characters. Of course, Ben. One Punch Man. One Punch Man. Oh, you've gone on me again, Michael. Oh, wobbly internet connection all over the place. Keep spinning my wheels. No, keep going. I shan't cancel anything. Oh, you pause now. You absolute son of a bitch! Don't stop the recording, Ben. Your internet. Let's wait until we come back. Don't stop the recording. Wait. I haven't stopped the recording. I haven't stopped the recording. I haven't. I haven't. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right, we're back. You were just about to finish your point on Ricky Dose. I wasn't. I was going to say, of course, Ben, One Punch Man famously got his uh, got his superpowers in a very unique way. Yes, he did, Michael. Go on, you tell us. Go on. Oh, for God's sake, Michael. Well, Michael, one of the big mysteries is just where this phenomenal power level comes from. In fact, the reason that Genos seeks him out is because he wants to learn from a, a master. And Saitama keeps kind of saying, oh, I don't know if you're ready for this training in the first few episodes. And when he finally reveals uh, what, what has given him his incredible Herculean uh, strength, it's uh, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups. 100 squats and a 10 kilometer run every single, single day. day. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Ben. He also uh, doesn't use the air conditioning in the summer or the heater in the winter for mental fortitude. Yes. <laughs> for mental fortitude. So, Michael. Yes, Benjamin. That that got that got mouths of Gavin around the the show and reveal water cooler and and we've come up with a little something. Yes, we're going to bloody do that, Ben. That's basically what we're going to do because we're bored. And uh, yeah. Benjamin, I usually do physical activity four to six times a week. And, I usually don't. Oh, very good. And uh, the whole the whole thing has been cut off now, so we can't do physical activity. So instead, we're going to try and become one punch men. Yes, we're going to aim for it. We're two two punch men. No, two two one punch men. Okay, yeah. two by ones. Yeah, two, two one-punch men. Okay, f- fair enough. Which means, Michael, that we'll be launching a little, uh, a little. I suppose you'd call it a vlog, a mini-vlog. A little vlog, vlog. Oh, God. yes. Are we, are we vloggers now? Yes, we're vloggers now. Um, where you get to watch uh, Michael st- strain a touch, and you get to watch me die daily. Hey. Um, as I attempt to engage in physical exercise, which is which is not something I often do, um, we will be following the the wise and sage uh, wisdom of Saitama and doing one hundred push ups, one hundred sit ups, and I'm I'm going to go for a, a moderate forty five squats because I need to walk places. Uh, you, but you, Michael, will probably do squats for days. Well, Ben, look, um, we might as well reveal the artifice behind this because things have changed. Uh, we've actually started already. Yes, because I recorded some blog stuff on Sunday, and that was before Ben. Uh, that was before we weren't allowed to go more than two kilometers from our houses. So yeah, so now we have to run in a loop. Yeah, so now <laughs> I have to run in a big old loop. So um, we, we've been we've been doing it a week. Let's be honest with the listeners, Ben. We've be, we've already started, and the blogs are in the can, so they'll be coming out soon. Uh, in my defence, Michael. Yes. My self-esteem would not have allowed me to tackle this challenge with no prep at all. Yes. Uh, so we need a little bit of prep time. But yeah, so we'll be launching that. Um, we'd love it if you follow along with us. You can find most of these on the Instagram, but some of them will be on the YouTube as well. Some of the longer form content will be on YouTube as well. And Ben, we have um, a little bit of advice uh, from, a, from someone who's more expert than we. 
Yes, we have we have a little bit of help. Um, good friend of the podcast, Shane, um, will be will be joining us in in bashing our form um, and making sure that we kind of adhere to a, a much a much healthier way of doing this. Um, he is actually incredibly helpful, so I don't want to be too mean to Shane here. Um, but he'll also be giving us a written breakdown of of the different things we should be watching out for. Um, so if if you're like me, yes, and exercise wouldn't really be your forte, Ben. Uh, sorry, you can find that on the Sean Rebeug website, Michael. S E O M R A B E A G dot com. It does indeed. Um, which brings us to our, our final roundup for today, I suppose, Michael, since I've already done one round of spelling. Um, ladies and gentlemen, what did you think of the episode? Are you a One Punch Man fan? Yes, I am. Do you. No, you are. Okay, yeah. it's for the listeners, Michael. Oh, um, listeners. Do you, like I, struggle to do even a bare one push-up, let alone (laughs) one punch? That is entirely not true. I've seen you (laughs) do 50 push-ups without any breath. You're quite good at push-ups, Ben, so I won't be having this lie. (laughs) It was for the listeners, Michael. Yeah, no, we won't be having any lies. You're quite good at push-ups. Very small legs. You've got tiny little skinny legs, so I believe you that you can't do a squat. But I know for a fact that you can do push-ups. I've seen you do them. He has. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to follow along, I didn't you believe have that anything, you could, Ben. It, it came about by me calling you a wimp and saying you probably can't know, even do a push-up. I, I would rarely, I would rarely, first of all, try and prove any kind of physical thing to Michael because it will end up in a whooping. Uh, but in this particular case, I actually could do the thing yeah, he's quite good at that push- I said I could ben, do. Benjamin Colopy, ladies and gentlemen, surprisingly good at push-ups. That's one interesting <laughs> fact about Benjamin Colopy. <laughs> you wouldn't think it to look at him, but <laughs> surprisingly good at push-ups. Probably better than me at push-ups. It's pretty strange. I I don't really understand how it how it has happened. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's that's it for this week. I'm not doing a roundup. I'm just going to leave it on that note. That is the high note of my week. Uh, I'll talk to you again, ladies and gentlemen. You can find us in a bunch of different places. If you listen to us on Spotify follow if you listen to us on youtube subscribe like and you know maybe consider going to an audio-based platform yeah, for podcasts yeah, yeah, i podcasts, don't know um hi nisha and then hi nisha uh moving on from there guys if you're listening to us on apple podcasts do give us a review it's very useful and helpful to us for the algorithms. Um, and ladies and gentlemen finally if you're listening to us on google podcasts it's good for you yeah. give us an L follow say, subscribe to it just us. say okay google play the latest episode of michael and benjamin's podcast on your smart speaker. Uh, on your smart speaker. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're enjoying the content, do try and share it with friends because that's the best that's way for us to grow way. as that's a podcast. That's the best way. Uh, do look after yourselves in the meantime. Stay safe. Stay inside. Um, and only go for brief exercise within a two kilometer radius of your home. If you're Irish. Uh, that's it from If you're Irish. if I don't know what you're doing in other if countries. If you live in the bloody mountains, in the Appalachian Mountains, then you're probably fine. You'd be grand. Yeah, don't worry about it. You'd us. be grand. How do you get reception? How do you hear us? Yeah. Ooh, what are you doing? Interesting. You come down to the city, download the episodes, and then go back up. And then head back up to the hills, because mm. if you're doing that during quarantine, you probably shouldn't. Right. Rambliest episode ever in the can. Bye. 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 <laughs>